Today, we'll be taking the visibility conversation beyond marketing basics because there is one universal truth when it comes to business, and that is that you cannot help anyone or create any kind of success or impact if no one knows about you and what you do. As an entrepreneur, the best kept secret is the last thing that you want to be. And this is why the conversation about marketing and visibility is so huge with online business owners, visionary entrepreneurs, and creatives basically across all industries, especially for self-employed. Here's the caveat to that. Because so many business owners and entrepreneurs are vying for attention in the online space, it's becoming a little bit noisy and a lot noisy and crowded. In fact, it's not becoming, we're already there. So that's why in today's episode, we're going to look beyond the basics, beyond the things that everyone knows and go into five actionable visibility boosters you can use to take your digital marketing to the next level and connect with more dream clients online. We're going to talk Instagram, longer form content, and some of my favorite tools and strategies for getting more eyeballs on your biz. So let's get into it. Welcome to The Visionary Rising, the podcast for freedom-seeking, heart-led creative entrepreneurs, course creators, and online business owners. I'm Jody Brown, marketing-obsessed hairstylist turned content creation agency owner and visibility mentor, and I'm here to help you build your magnetic brand, grow your audience, and become the authority in your space. You'll get the most up-to-date conversations and strategies on visibility, marketing, social media, mindset, and entrepreneurship so that you can grow your business in a way that feels as good as it looks. Here, we keep it real and go beyond the basics. I'm obsessed with helping creatives get seen and heard and paid well for their work. Beyond a podcast, this is a movement. Welcome to The Visionary Rising. We're going to talk about hooks, evergreen and long-form content, social SEO, DM automation, and strategic collaboration today. All right, let's get into it. Number one, hooks. The first and probably most important visibility booster is powerful hook. Stop the scroll is no longer an effective way to get attention for social media posts because like I said before, it is noisy online and you need to deeply understand your people and your message in our current climate and then speak directly with no vague fluff. The experiences and desires of our ideal clients is something that we need to be really intimate with. Hooks are not just important when it comes to social media, though. It's everything from email subject lines, podcast titles, the first two seconds of your reels, or a carousel slide even, YouTube titles and intros, website headlines, pins on Pinterest, and really anything else that people see before making a decision to consume your content or not. There's so much freaking content out there. We all know this, right? But listen, there's still a way to be heard. This is the hill I will die on when it comes to content. We have to have super strong hooks because if we don't, no one will ever get to the rest of the post or no one will read the email or the blog post. No one will watch the video. So don't put all this hard work into creating content and then not master this one thing. I think the biggest thing that has changed 
And I'm going to speak specifically on social media here. A lot of the stuff that used to work is just not working anymore. Stop your scroll, unpopular opinion, hot take, prefacing content that used to work super well, even into last year, but it's just not working as well anymore because everyone got into using them. So we start to tune it out after a while. Now, it's not that hot takes or unpopular opinions aren't valid because this is actually a really effective type of content right now moving into 2024. It's the calling it out with that as the preface or using that to evade the effects of having a weak hook. We want to get super specific because they just don't have the same effect anymore when we try to keep it with the vague headlines. So just to recap, what is considered a hook on social media? It is the first line of the caption, the first slide of the carousel, the statement graphic or text on a B-roll reel, cover photo on the reel, the first two seconds of a reel if you're speaking it, whether it is text or voice actually, either way. So basically just the beginning of anything on social media. Even your stories hooks are becoming more and more important. So when it comes to actually crafting an effective hook, these are some of the things that I always really look at and think about when I'm creating a hook or when I'm editing content. We want to be concise but informative. So think about your own consumption habits for a second. If something's vague or surface level, does it grab your attention anymore? Mostly, for me, it doesn't. Mostly, I think, I don't know what this is about, so therefore, I don't really care. Specificity is key. And I'm going to give some examples, but here's the cliff notes. If we can make sure that it applies to our dream clients or our community so strongly that when they see a post they know exactly what is in it for them, essentially to read it or to consume it. Picture the explore page on Instagram and even go look at your explore page right now, because what are the things that grab your attention? What can you see is for you without seeing who posted it necessarily? That's the kind of hooks that work bluntly. That's how you make it onto the explore page. Let's do a little hook makeover as an example to show you what that looks like. So let's take, for example, the hook, three rules for marketing. Pretty basic, right? It doesn't say much about who it's for or create any kind of emotional response. Instead, you could do three things my biggest biz failures as a photographer taught me about marketing. Or when I started following these three simple marketing rules, for podcasters, I hit 20,000 downloads a month. For example, see how on an explore page, they give you a reason to click. Or even when you're scrolling through, if you're a photographer or a podcaster, you know these two posts are for you. The first one is going to pique interest because the failure conversation is candid and creates an emotional response. The second one has a clear outcome. So that's an example of a bland versus specific hook. Feel free to write these down and make them your own. And let me know if you want me to create a list of hooks that are working right now that you can use. With that being said, I also feel very strongly about ethical marketing and not using clickbait for two reasons. The first being that honestly, it's scuzzy. It's gross. The second is that building a true connection and a sustainable business 
And community requires trust and clickbaity content will kill that pretty quickly. So if you have a great hook, make sure you deliver on the promise in the post. Nothing is more annoying than when someone says, this is the secret to growing your business to a million dollars. And then you read the caption or the next slide or listen to the reel. And it's some sort of like bland nonsense that doesn't actually help you or anyone else. So we want to avoid that and get ultra specific. Now let's talk about potential formats for hooks. I like to look at questions, bold statements, and ultra specific lists. Like I just referred to with the marketing rules, for example, think intriguing, emotionally charged. And again, I can't say this enough specific. Think about what will activate your audience, right? What will activate the people that you're trying to help? For example, we could use something like how my biggest failure led to a five-figure course launch. Because again, that evokes emotion, right? And it says who it's for, people who have a digital course. And honestly, I created hairstylist-specific content because that's my background for the first three and a half years in my online business. And it still attracted photographers, online course creators, educators and coaches because they resonated with the message. So the right people will find you. It's better to be too specific than not specific enough, especially right now as a side note. So the reason hooks like this are effective is because they defy conventional wisdom and relates to the struggles of your audience. Often we as humans subconsciously think that when someone is successful, it was easy, or they didn't experience any kind of failure or challenges. So calling out the fact of failure is what led to success will be intriguing. Another example could be the embarrassing rejection that changed my mindset on marketing. Now, these are off the top of my head, so be gentle, but it's getting the point across, right? Another thing that can work well is timely pop culture references. For example, like Taylor Swift, that woman has had a heck of an impact on our culture. It is unreal this year. So you could say something like, what Taylor Swift's Eras Tour taught me about growing a business. Actually, I've used pop culture to repurpose the same post twice, and I'm sure I'll do it again. And I'll actually share that exact post with you. So right when The Little Mermaid came out, I created a post that said, Disney's out here remaking entire movies with the same plot, and you're worried about repurposing content, right? This was a really popular post for my audience and that did super well. And then later when everyone was talking about Taylor Swift, I literally took the exact same post and changed the hook to something like Taylor Swift is out here re-recording the same albums and singing the same songs night after night, becoming a billionaire and you're scared to repurpose content right? So you can put new spins on your, even your core ideas and core concepts to get it in front of more people. So you see how it just updates it with something timely that works so well on Instagram because things trend, right? Trending content. So 
keywords, if the topic is trending, it's possible to put a spin on that conversation in a really unique way that's going to enforce your brand and speak to your audience. The post I just mentioned would not make sense if I were a personal finance coach, for example, but because I am a marketing and visibility pro, it worked and served my audience. All of these points and ideas that we just covered are the kind of like all of these points and ideas that we just covered are the kind of creative content that I personally will stop and actually read when I'm scrolling Instagram. And we can apply this to all areas of content creation. Moving into 2024 to get ahead of the curve and start thinking about connecting on a deeper level, I personally am so excited about this shift because it gives us an opportunity to get creative and truly understand our audiences better. It's going to serve you in the long run in every area of your business to truly understand your people from marketing to creating your offers to delivering what you do. So it's really vital and this will get the reps in for you. All right, moving into the second visibility booster, evergreen and long form content. So what I mean by this is creating content with a longer shelf life. Social media is great, and some of this actually can apply to social media, but if you're here for the long game, it's really smart to explore other longer form content like podcasting, blogging, or YouTube, for example. Now, there is a ton of conversation in the online space right now about the return, quote unquote, of long form content. But I've had success come from creating long form content like my first podcast since 2020. And actually before that, because even when I was a hairstylist, I had a blog for my clients. So you'll probably hear a lot of long form content conversations moving into 2024 and beyond, even extended to social media, like I said. So lives, longer reels, it's already happening on TikTok. It'll probably take a minute for more people to jump on this because yeah, it can be a little extra work, right? But I coached you what I have dubbed the visibility ecosystem, which isn't always creating more content. It's not always being on the hamster wheel, but learning to distribute your genius across different channels in a really intelligent way. And I truly believe that little bit of extra work pays off dividends. So how does longer form and evergreen content benefit you? Let's talk about it. It continues to drive visibility even when you aren't showing up that day. You can be found by a search, whether it's on YouTube or Google or your podcast. Even though search isn't even that great on podcast platforms, I've still had people find me through keywords and frequently share on social media episodes that were published two to three years ago. So because of the intention 
of the visibility ecosystem, that leads them to my Instagram page, which then leads them to other areas because of the way I've set it up through highlight covers, links, and many chat on all of that is happening without me actually posting. Now, if someone comes to your page and you haven't posted anything in a month or two or three, that's a different story because people aren't likely to bother with a page that just doesn't seem active. There are exceptions, of course, but if you're scaling back and even showing up once a week for a short period of time, say you just have a busy season, you'll still reap the benefits of all that backend work you put in. The shelf life is worth the extra work. Okay. I swear by this. I'm going to dive deeper into this topic in future episodes. So make sure you're subscribed to the visionary rising so that you don't miss it, but it definitely deserved a spot in the list today because it will massively help increase your visibility. The final visibility strategy I'm going to go over today at the end of the episode, which is strategic collaboration, is really helpful when it comes to this evergreen and long-form content visibility strategy as well. So stay tuned till the end of the episode for that. All right, next up is social SEO. So we've all heard of SEO. What is social SEO? This visibility booster and the next are social media specifically Instagram focused. This is something a ton of online business owners and educators are still not utilizing. An optimized Instagram bio and making sure to include keywords in your content really help your visibility and searchability online. People are using TikTok, for example, as a search engine all the time. And if we can use recent history as an indicator, then Instagram is going to follow suit and just grow in terms of user behavior. I know I've already started searching on Instagram, particularly when I'm traveling and I want to see what's in that city. Or if I'm looking for new accounts to follow, I'm very intentional with curating my feed specifically to what I'm looking for. So for example, I was searching for human design earlier today. Out of curiosity, I searched my other podcast the other day as well and found that not only did it show posts from my account, from the podcast account, but also other people's posts that mentioned it. The Instagram search function is getting better every day and is showing search results from content as well as just accounts, which is something not a lot of people know. Fun fact is that under 25s use TikTok and Instagram to search more than Google. So even when you do search on Google, we're now seeing results from social media platforms, which is wild, right? Like it is so much easier to get found now when you are intentional. While the search results you see on Instagram are based on a variety of factors, including the people that you follow, who you're connected to, who you're interacting with, what photos and videos you consume. There are things you can do that make it more likely your account will show up in other people's search results. So let's start with optimizing your profile. I see a lot of uber clever titles in the name section now, like lifestyle architect for coaches or wealth expander or whatever. And while this might be great, it might be cute for your branding or just for feeling sassy, it may not be the best strategy for social SEO. The thing to consider is what are your people actually searching for? 
Are they looking for a business coach, a marketing strategist, a mindset mentor? This is something you'll have to answer. And of course, it's only one piece of the puzzle, but it's definitely worth thinking about. It's absolutely vital to include keywords in the name field. That's the one that's below your handle, but above your bio. If you're a local business that's trying to attract an audience or clients in a specific area, it is also crucial to include your location here. For example, say you're a photographer business coach, but you also take photography clients. Ideally, you might separate these two at some point, but if you're just not there yet, you would want to include location, even if that's just a part of your business. If you serve every area, of course, this isn't necessary. You'll show up higher in search results if the keywords your people are looking for are in your name section. So be intentional with this. All right, next, you want to include in your bio clear words so that potential customers will understand exactly what you do. I like to include some form of social proof or credibility booster and a clear call to action to tell them what to do next. Again, I can't reinforce enough how important it is to include the language that your ideal clients are searching for over clever or complicated verbiage because it's going to be a lot more effective in helping that social SEO. The next thing I want to talk about here is keywords in your actual posts. First thought, first though, what are keywords? Any words or combination of words that are something your ideal client would be searching for, right? So something they would be looking for. It's also helpful for Instagram to categorize your account on the whole. And the Instagram algorithm has gotten a lot smarter over the years. And there are way, they are way better at categorizing content and posts because like I mentioned, it's now a search engine as well as a social media platform. So they're not relying as much on just hashtags to categorize content. So now that you know what they are and why they're important, where can you actually incorporate and utilize keywords in your posts? The first place is, of course, I'm sure you guessed, in your captions. The second is in your spoken words in your reels. This one is so important. Instagram transcribes when you're speaking so you can add captions, which you should always add in your face-to-camera reels because of accessibility and also because so many people watch on mute. The other thing that happens when they transcribe your audio is it's used in the same way captions are to categorize your content. The other place is the text on your actual post, whether it's a B-roll reel, carousel post, or statement graphic. And I've heard a rumor, and maybe you have too, whether it's a B-roll reel, carousel post, or statement graphic. I've heard a rumor, and maybe you have too, that graphics made in Canva or in other places don't count. And this absolutely isn't true. So don't worry about this. Just focus on creating amazing content, not so much about the hacks and tricks. I definitely don't recommend inauthentic keyword stuffing either in your content that detracts from the actual value. But it's important to be mindful when you're creating that you're including language that your ideal follower 
will actually understand and more so that they're searching for, right? It's super, super important to put it in the language that your dream clients will understand. The other thing to consider here is that social SEO can also be a long game. Instagram can factor in the history of your account, what you talk about, et cetera, into search results. So if you do pivot topics or messaging, try not to stress or get too discouraged about a temporary dip in reach or engagement. And honestly, this is sometimes why it can actually even be advantageous to start your account over if you're going to be serving a totally new audience with very little overlap. If it is, if there's going to be overlap in your audience, it can make sense to keep the same account. But keywords are definitely vital. Moving into 2024 on social media, I even think they will start to play a bigger role in the podcasting world with Apple Podcasts rolling out transcriptions. Because again, they'll be able to better understand and categorize what's actually in the content. Moving on to our fourth visibility booster, and this one is heavily Instagram focused as well, but I had to include it because it is truly a game changer. DM automation on social media. I'm talking about DM automation on social media. So we've talked about the importance of powerful hooks and social SEO, but there's another key thing to consider when it comes to social media posts, and that is your call to action. Using chatbot automation to directly send links via keywords is going to be a lot more effective than saying, check out the link in my bio when it comes to getting people off of the platform, off of social media and into your community offers, or to check out other content that you've created. So This is something that's really important moving into 2024 and beyond because of how much user behavior has actually changed. If your audience has to go searching for the next step, it decreases the likelihood that they will honestly take it. This topic deserves its own episode, which is coming, but I want to shed some light on the kinds of things that chatbot automation is capable of and is helpful for. If you're a service provider, you can send a link to your intake or application form. You can easily point to your mini offers to actually increase sales, or you can point your audience to some of that value-packed, longer-form, evergreen content, whether that's a podcast, blog, or YouTube channel. Another thing you can use it for is to grow your email list if that's a focus for you. So offering a valuable free resource or training, I've even used this strategy to build a wait list for a program. The thing is the chances of them taking action on any of these are way better when you give that white glove DM delivery instead of asking them to go searching for it. So I do think that you can benefit from ManyChat even with a small audience and a small account. A lot of people think that the best reason to use chatbot automation is if you have a huge account and you're handling a really high volume of comments and you just can't keep up with them. So a lot of people think that's why you would use it. Honestly, this is not even my favorite reason to use software like ManyChat. My favorite reason is because it elevates 
validates the experience when someone is interacting with you on social media and they're trying to get to another platform or a resource that you're offering. Let me give you an example of what this could look like in real life. So picture this. Can you imagine going into a high-end boutique and when you're and when you've looked around, you have gotten information from the person who's helping you and you finally decide what it is that you want and the person that is helping you says, "Oh, you know what? It's actually in the corner behind all those boxes. Check a couple of those racks actually and that's where you'll find it, I think." So you're in this luxury boutique getting incredible service. And then when you're ready to take the next step, in this case, make a purchase, all of a sudden it's, oh, just go figure it out yourself. To me, that's what the experience is like when we are telling people to go and find information that we are promising them or talking about providing to them. If we're saying, oh, just go check the link in my bio. And then often they check the link in the bio, they can't find it. It's just a mess. The other benefit to chatbot automation is that it increases your engagement on Instagram. So whether that is comments or DMs, it's starting a conversation. And that is going to help Instagram show your content to that person more often. I actually have a DM quiz set up in my Instagram. If you want to check it out, you can go comment quiz on any of my posts over at it's Jody Brown on Instagram, and you will see an example. Plus, you get to discover your marketing personality, which is pretty fun and super cool. It's like one of those 90s quizzes that we used to take in magazines. I'm aging myself a bit. I'm going to break this down even further in one of the next episodes coming up. And if you're wanting to dive deeper into DM automation and using ManyChat to increase your visibility and engagement on Instagram, or you want to create your own DM quiz, I'm going to link a discount code to my mini course, Next Level DM Automations, so that you can grab that for $77 in the show notes or below in the description box if you're watching on YouTube. All right, let's move on to the final visibility booster beyond the basics. I'm talking about strategic collaborations. In 2024, can we just ditch the lack mindset and the lone wolf mentality, please? I truly believe sharing your knowledge with other people's communities is one of the best ways to build your reputation and get more eyeballs on your business. This was monumental for me in being able to build my business as quickly as I did in the beginning and build my reputation. One of the strategic collabs I did at the beginning was being a guest speaker in other people's programs, group coaching or memberships. This was great because not only did the other person's community get a ton of value, the person hosting me also got to see that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to marketing and visibility and building a brand. I got a ton of referrals from the people that I collaborated with as well as their communities. And it was a really valuable thing for me and for both of us. And that is the key for collaboration. We never want it to feel unbalanced or like you're trying to take advantage of someone or feel taken advantage of. My personal ethos is that I try to figure out what I can give and how I can serve in a collaboration rather than what I'll get out of it. And obviously you want it to be mutually beneficial, but I think this is a really good gauge to make sure that you're showing up 
with the right intentions. Here's one of the most important mindset shifts when it comes to building a business. Almost no one is going to learn from or hire just one person, right? Especially when it comes to adjacent industries. Another great way to collaborate with other people who share similar audience and ideal client, and that is the key in my opinion, it's that shared audience, is partnering up for an Instagram Live or creating a reel or carousel that is a collab. Instagram loves it when you use all their features. So that is a really great thing to try and incorporate into your strategy every once in a while. The next thing is landing guest spots on podcasts, YouTube channels, and even I've seen blog interviews. I've actually done all of these things as a guest and I've done a ton of podcast interviews. I will say the best results come when you're able to teach something on a podcast interview really provide value as well as just sharing your story. All right. That is a roundup of the five beyond the basics visibility strategies you can implement to grow your business online. I'll see you back here. Same time, same place next week. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're subscribed. And I'd love if you share this with another visionary, creative entrepreneur, bestie. Together, we are creating the visionary rising.